Hi, everybody. and That was new. Uh, hey, everybody, and welcome to Silence Your Cell Phones. <laughs> my name's Kevin, here as always with my friend and co-host, Jarek. Hello. And today we have a special guest with us, uh, The and, and you've heard his name, the young Dane McLone. <laughs> young. I turned 30 in a week, so I'm not young. Oh, hey. young, younger than us. Younger than, oh. that's correct. <laughs> hey, but, you know, we're pretty much the same age, so. Yeah. You know. It's a mind uh, state thing. Yeah. It's a mind state. Yeah, it's just a number. Um, no, so today I'm actually super excited. Uh, Dane is our resident expert of sorts in um, awards, awards like the Oscars. And so we've got him. All right, who's got their audio up? That's going to bother me. Was that, was that one of y'all? It's not me. It's probably me. <laughs> It's okay. I'm hearing it twice in my head, and I'm like, "Yo, what yeah. is going yeah, on?" Someone's someone's <laughs> reverbing. Do I need to go throw headphones on? That's what no, I'm saying. I don't have them no. fancy headphones, man. Oh no, you're perfectly fine. No, if you just uh, mute the YouTube page, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I'm not even on YouTube. Uh, yeah, that's just coming from. Oh, it's just coming from. Oh, speakers. yeah. It's right, okay. They won't do it. Yeah, technical difficulties happen from time to time. Um, so. Before we get into Oscar nominations and snubs, things like that, uh, Dane, let me ask you, what did you get into this week? Yeah, so as far as movies go, um, I got a good bit in. Um, I watched Blood Simple, which was the Coen Brothers' first movie. I watched Identity, which was just like a 2003 murder mystery that kind of hopped up on my page on Netflix. Um, then I watched Munich, The Edge of War, which is a 2001 movie about like right before World War II happened. It's a pretty good one with um, the guy from 1917. I don't remember his name. Yep. Then I watched some of y'all's homework. So I watched Dirty Dancing, The Notebook, Old Yeller. And then I watched Nightmare Alley and um, a foreign film called Raging Fire, which is a uh, pretty awesome awesome like chinese action movie if you guys want to check that out how'd you like nightmare alley because i i was the only one that had seen it in our group and so yeah i liked it a lot i mean i thought it was um i thought bradley cooper was awesome it's one of those full circle movies yeah and i love that like last like 20 30 minutes of it you're like i know what's coming and then it happens and it delivers and i like I like when movies are kind of like that because the whole time you're just entranced everything going on and then, you know, start geeking yeah. out and it's pretty fun. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Del Toro fan, so. Me too. I like his aesthetics. I think that's probably something that you would agree with is like whenever he makes movies, like they just seem magical. Like they don't yeah. look like a regular movie. Like they look like something that you're just like, this is what my dreams look like. Yeah, he does make a fantastical real world which is yeah. cool. Well, it sounds like you had a busy week and a, uh, a good week in movie watching. And I knew bringing you in that you were one of those guys that uh, you were already kind of a, a huge movie buff guy. Um, oh, yeah. So it's fun to see you put that, that effort in. And I appreciate you watching our homework too. So it'll be, it'll be cool later when we're giving our, our reviews and, and things like that. Uh, Jared, same question. Uh, how'd, your, uh, how'd you fare this week in movies? 
Uh, pretty good. I saw the tragedy of Macbeth, um, which was pretty. We'll probably talk about it a couple more times. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I watched Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh heck! How yeah. was that? Was that good? Yeah, it is really. It's it awesome. is really good watching him do an entire. Like he does a whole set in his room, right? Yeah, in, in his apartment. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty funny, especially because he hadn't done anything live in like six years like he had been off the grid because of anxiety attacks um i watched the notebook i watched rampage uh i watched demon slayer caught up on that um i was at home for most of the weekend so i didn't get a ton in um but i definitely i've been putting off uh Macbeth, so i really wanted to get that in so i pushed for that this weekend um what about you? What'd you get into? Um, yeah, so I actually I, I kind of stuck to the, uh, the the TV scene this week with TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also caught up on Demon Slayer, and we talked about it a little bit before. The, the last two weeks have been some of the most beautiful um, fight scenes, animation that, that I've seen. Yeah, it was and, it was movie and, budget quality and. A thirty-minute episode. So. Well, it's it's like they took Mugen Train, the yeah. movie, and just and just ran with it after that. And so I, I kind of love, I love the whole style, uh, and it's just it's a lot of fun to watch. So I, I did watch uh, Demon Slayer. Uh, I also caught up on Peacemaker, which was something yes. that that's just I, so good. I didn't expect it to be as good as it is, but dude, I can't. And it's all over like the silence yourself on Twitter. Yeah, like for most it, of the people that we follow are like huge is fans. It possibly because John Cena is a breakout actor of 2022. Who knows? Yeah, no. I loved his um, little um, his little rant when he was naming other people this week. Dude, I thought dude. that was really cool. And I know it's all improv, and so him getting to show that he's actually a good comedic <laughs> actor, I can appreciate yeah. because he was dog meat in Fast Nine. Yeah, he was so just wasn't bad. good. Just well, yeah. The thing is, is I think Peacemaker is in his lane. It, it's, yeah, it is. That is a role that that he can do extremely well. I think that going forward, you're you're probably going to see him more in comedic roles, and I think it should stay that way until, you know, maybe he he learns a little bit more of like the acting side because I, I I've never really liked his acting like. I, I can appreciate that. Fun fact about Peacemaker, the band that did the intro mm-hmm. got dropped by their label five days before the show came out. No kidding. Yeah. And now it's the most watched intro of all time. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, so I, I've been watching Naruto. I got into Shippuden. I just went ahead and took the leap and I've just been watching that. So I'm like, you never seen Shippuden? Yeah, I have, oh, okay. but I just got in this, I'm in this phase right now where it's still kind of anime. Yeah. Um, and Shippuden is one of my top five all time. It's a good one. Um, good stories. I watched Jackass Forever yesterday with you and Theo. Oh, I forgot Jackass Forever, yes. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Old Yeller and Dirty Dancing, and I'll go over those as well. Finest um, dog in the West. Finest dog in the West. Old Yeller. And, we'll, and then we'll, we'll discuss that in our Everyone's a Critic, which I have with me this week. Because we are prepared. Yeah, always. We never once procrastinate. So never once. Not once has that ever happened. And that's the end of that. Uh, 
so we got a pretty big episode with the Oscar nominations. So do you want to run through, do you want to do that first? Or do you just want to go ahead and run through the movies of the week that everyone's a critic and then spend majority of the time pounding out the Oscars? Yeah, we can do that. Um, sure. I, I think that, that, that probably is the best course of action considering we have our guest here and um, the noms and snubs are going to take quite a bit of time. Yeah, sure. So, uh, we're going to start with our everyone's critic thing, I imagine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, would you like to go first or you want me to go first? Sure. I, I got very little to say about mine. Uh, I watched Rampage with The Rock. Uh, anyone who knows me is should know that I'm a kaiju whore. Godzilla, yeah. giant monsters. If He's a draft. Yeah, like, it's just everything I love. Um, and so having The Rock team up with the giant silver bat gorilla fighting off bat wolves that have spike tails, you know, I, I'm all for it. Uh, the movie, very mediocre. Uh, three, three stars, but enjoyable. Uh, it's your typical uh, rock action movie. I think it's good to throw on and just – turn your brain off for an hour and 44 minutes. Uh, Was it better than the rundown? I would probably put on the same. It wasn't as funny as the rundown because his his supporting cast wasn't Sean William Scott. I mean, it did have Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, but I don't, I don't like when actors do Southern accents, like obnoxious Southern accents. Like it's so obvious that it's fake. Uh, he's never been in the South a day in his life. Are you talking about The Rock? No, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Okay, because I was yeah. about to ask you if you'd seen the Fast and Furious movies where yeah. he plays a you know, <laughs> Texas cowboy. Yeah. You know, like even, The Rock's ever but, spent a day as a cowboy in Texas. Yeah, but even The Rock's like twang in the Fast franchise wasn't nearly the level of what the other guy's accent was. Was that bad? Yeah. And he was like playing this like a, a cowboyish character, but. Uh, it was it was fine. I was surprised you gave it three stars. Personally, I didn't. I, mean, I didn't hate it. Like I would watch it again if it was on TV. But you I think know, I gave it, was, it two stars last time I watched it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's also fair. <laughs> uh, uh, it just it just had really funny scenes to me. Like they're flying a helicopter and this giant alligator thing comes out of the lake for the first time, and the only thing the rock says is that sucks. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> It does indeed suck. <laughs> I was like, "What a great script!" I hope you like, "What more it all. stay in that scenario? If you're riding exactly. a helicopter, are you, you're just gonna be like, yeah, that sucks.' <laughs> yeah, and then you just, you just start shooting grenades and stuff. I'm just like, man, this is so over the top. I have to find it fun. Um, but yeah, that's what I did for movies with animals because mutated gorillas are animals. Okay. Now, Dane, it's my understanding that you didn't actually give this one a watch. Is that you've seen well, it? I've seen you, it you aren't going to watch it again, though. Yeah, I wasn't going to watch it again. All right, so <laughs> give me, not voluntarily. So, it came down what? to Nightmare Alley or Rampage, and I chose Nightmare Alley. You made so. a better, you made a better choice. Yeah. Um. So the, I I wanted to go with something that I had seen uh, bits and pieces of. But never watched the movie. I never saw all of Old Yeller, the original 1957 movie. Um, obviously, the ending has been spoiled to me my entire life 
uh, everybody knows what happens at the end. Um, I was pleasantly surprised, surprised, surprised. surprised. <clears throat> yeah, uh, pleasantly surprised um, at how good it is. I don't know. Did Disney come out with a um, remastered version? Is that what they have on on Disney Plus? I'm sure. I don't know. Been, I watched the same one up. on Disney Plus. Okay, so that's where I watched it. But um, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I don't know if it was the it was like the simplicity of the dialogue that that made me think of a a, a simpler time, right? In our in our history, um, their mannerisms were different. Like obviously, this movie was made in the 1950s, which is you know it's almost 70 years, so 63 years since it's been made. But it takes place even farther before that. Yeah um so i don't know i just thought it was really it was a really fun watch um it was very easy to watch if that makes sense i don't know um yeah i, I think was, go ahead craziest parts of that movie for me were like you watched like real animals fight <laughs> like yeah. it almost felt like an illegal yeah. snuff because like i'm watching a dog fight a bear like that was actually in the movie and i was just like Dude, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say that because I, I didn't expect, I thought they would like show a picture and then, yeah, know, like cut, cut over real- somebody and yeah. I would hear the sounds of the fight. Yeah. I didn't think nope. I would actually see the conflict. And so, um, yeah, that was like when, uh, yeah, when the, the older brother falls down into the hogs. Dude, that hog was one. The stuntman was like a grown man. I think that was one of the funniest things. Was he went from like this little kid on a tree, and then he fell down, and it was like this six foot, hundred and eighty five pound man getting destroyed by a hog in real life. And I was just like, dude, how like? No wonder people hated movies in the fifties. Like some guy was like, yeah, I'm going to L.A. to be an actor, and the next thing you know, he's getting his leg torn off by a hog in the middle of Montana for no reason. Like it was, it was just crazy. Yeah. Uh, no, that's really funny because I, when I was watching it, the it looked, I mean, it looked real, like yeah. I, I guess <laughs> as, as real as you can make it in the 1950s. It looked authentic, and yeah, uh, I mean, we're not even on the moon yet, so I mean, they don't have <laughs> a way that they don't have. That's true. Yeah, there is no CGI, so I guess you do just push somebody <laughs> to a, a pit with a bore and hope you don't. They're get like, hey, let's just get 60 hogs and let this dude fall in a pit of them and see what happens. Yeah, they're tra- they're trained, I'm sure. <laughs> Speaking of Moon Dane, have you seen Moonfall yet? Just curious. No, I'm not going to see that piece of crap movie. Yeah, that's thank fair. you. Uh, I was no, so happy Jackass came out the same week Moonfall did, so we had, <laughs> we, had we had options. Yeah, because we we would we would have we had to watch it. So me and Jared a couple weeks ago had to watch the 355, which was just atrocious, it by was. the way. But we had to because it was our our new movie of the week thing. Well, I'm glad you guys took the bullet for some people because I, for one, was not going to see the 355 unless it was just like out of nowhere. People are like, this movie is awesome. I'd be like, well, okay. Shit, no, it's, I uh, honestly thought that was going to happen with John Wick. Like when John Wick was coming oh, out, I didn't think it was that good. And then like a month later, everyone's like, dude, this is one of the best action movies ever. And I was like. All right, well, let me go watch it. And yeah, sure enough, I, I can they tell were right. You, I can tell you that it's not the 355. So. No, <laughs> no, it's not that. Maybe the second one will be better, though, Jared. I will. <laughs> I don't know what I'll have to do if I have to watch the 355, too. Yeah. That's um, future Jared's uh, problem. 
So I wanted to answer some of these questions, though. Uh, which character are you most able to identify with? Uh, I think Arliss, the younger brother, because he just fell in love with the pup so quick. And I'm, I'm, I like that, man. I love dogs. So I can't. That dude, can't that guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was crazy. I'll, I would never grab a snake or a lizard or a frog. And he just did all three like in one. Like in one go. And he, and he was just throwing rocks at people like it was no big deal. Like there would be no repercussions to hitting someone in the head with a rock. A yeah. grown man walked up to get his dog back, and this little kid sprints out like, give me my dog, and starts hailing rocks at him like he's John Smoltz. Like it was ridiculous, dude. That kid is ridiculous. It was the Wild West for a reason, dude. My quote, Dane, my, the quote that I thought was most memorable was Arliss when he said, you quit rocking my dog. What a savage. Yeah, he was. Um, no, that was great. Uh, were you surprised by the ending? Obviously not. Um if I were Rabies to is a hell of a drug, people. Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting the dog to die. Of course, I was the same way. I knew that old yeller died, but the rabies part, you know, I was like, that's like we don't have to experience <laughs> what they call like hydro hydrophonic or something weird like that yeah, yeah, I, yeah these- I actually water. wanted to i should have made a note because I, I i made a mental note to try to remember what they called it in the movie you remember when is it his name cersei the mr cersei uh, is that the is that the crazy or not the crazy the big guy yeah elizabeth's dad yeah he just dropped her off and left her there hey you talk about a real g elizabeth is a real g for not tattling on old geller for eating all their eggs facts she was like no dude like he's like i love dogs i'm not trying to get old geller shot over some eggs yeah Yeah, she'll get shot later (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert old geller dies um if you were to to make a movie starring animals what would you choose and why I would choose dogs because I love dogs. There's no Are you going to see that new Channing Tatum movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm already I'm prepared. Gonna ball to, I'm like going to cry. Yeah, so. bring, your, bring your Kleenex, boys. It's going to be a long night. Bring your Kleenex, boys. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was my – this week's Everyone's a Critic. And just so you guys know, I, I just want you to know, we we did this. Wait, can you see that? Yeah, you yeah. Can, let me see some of the right. This was last week, so I I did make sure everything was done um, for Mad Max as well. I gave uh, Old Yeller. I gave it three and a half stars. Four and a half stars. Three and a half. Three and a half stars. I don't know. You have the book. Well, I just threw it on my bed, so <laughs> I don't. I actually don't have my book anymore. Uh, no, three and a half stars. It was so much better than Mad Max. It was a, a really a really good film i thoroughly enjoyed it i think you should definitely watch it if you haven't um and for it to have been made in 1957 i was really surprised at, at the quality yeah disney's been banging forever yes they have um so next week what's next week's topic jared do you have it uh, it is for, for everyone's a critic uh, movie with a sub no that's you you're a couple weeks ahead of us Oh, oh am I? you are. Yeah, we're at early film of a famous actor or actress. Oh, okay. Yes. And so, what are you, what are you watching, Jerry? Uh, what's Eating Gilbert Grape? Okay, and that was uh, young Johnny Depp. Right? Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio. 
And Leo. Nice. I actually, the Mad Max one was kind of cool because I got a two for one, which yeah. with it being Mel Gibson's um, kind of coming out. Um, I'm watching, if I can find the picture of it, it's the RB, R, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Weird Science. Weird Science. Yeah, I think it was, what, 86? Yeah, that movie's good. Something like that. So, Classic um, 80s. 1985, yeah. So I'm actually super excited because I've heard nothing but good good things about Weird Science. And obviously Robert Downey Jr. is like the man. So it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so that's our uh, everyone's a critic uh, next week. Yep. And this week I gave Jarrett a romance movie. Yeah, probably our generation's quintessential romance film. I think uh, so. You gave me The Notebook, Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams. Uh, it is as much the antithesis of romance as movies come. Uh, Nicholas Sparks, you know, he had, I guess, a decade of just hitting his stride uh, between like Dear John and The Notebook. And I know he has a couple others. I didn't see them all. Uh Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah. So, uh, and I think this was Rachel McAdams the same year did Mean Girls. So this was like a hot year for her. Um, It's essentially for those of you who live under a rock and haven't seen The Notebook. It's a retelling of a love story between a man and uh, his wife who has Alzheimer's. um, So she doesn't remember. Uh, And so he's basically every day he retells her how they fell in love and why he loves her so much. Um, it's like a serious version of the 51st Dates. Yeah, like a, essentially the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's almost the same thing as 51st Dates. Um, <laughs> I think the important thing about the notebook was was the chemistry between Gosling and McAdams. Like, there's just some dialogue, like, when he's yelling at her about, like, what do you want? And she's like, I don't know what I want. And it's like, for, it's pissing him off because... He's trying his best. Like their on-screen dynamic was uh, second to none uh, when it comes to romance. And I think if you're going to push a romance film, it's important to actually believe the two characters are in love. Uh, And you get so many scenes like them in the rain together, them rowing the boat uh, through the, I guess, swamp. Um, It's just a very iconic love story um dan i know you watched it uh what'd you think yeah man i really enjoyed it i mean that's one of those that i think through high school i watched it 900 times because every dude our age thinks that we're ryan gosling when it comes to like relationships we're just like yeah like we care this much about you um i mean a few points that i had in it i think i screamed get in the water at least like 45 times a summer, like in the exact voice and everything. I'm just like, get in the water. It's just one of my favorite movie lines. Um, I think that we'll talk about that more in Dirty Dancing, but um, there's not very many guys that are more attractive than Ryan Gosling, but uh, sure. James Martin. I can the see my face that, on his body. He, he gives him a run for his money, man. Like there's a <laughs> few scenes with like he's clean cut, got his hair pushed back and everything. I'm like, this dude, I could see it. Like, you could leave Ryan Gosling for this guy. But um, yeah, well, and I have it? a question for Jarrett. Yeah, so up? when they were talking about 
like Noah's rebuilding this house. Do you think that it was a labor of love or do you think that he's just crazy? Cause I personally think that it's just, it's pretty bonkers to go through building that entire house for somebody. Uh, I think probably realistically he was a little off his rocker. Uh, <laughs> I, I, th- I think for the movie purpose, uh, it was sold as a labor of love yeah. um, because I mean, they're enjoying their last days together. I don't think anyone's going to reminisce of, you know, the bad times, like even the fights they had were, you know, important to their love story. Um, so you're going to paint the best picture to your wife who doesn't remember anything. Um, yeah. So I, I could see it being a little bit of both. I mean, obviously he cared about her, but it's a little much for me. And then I think I have an update on like my top 10, like biggest villains list. And it might be the mom from this movie. Yeah. The one that was hiding the letters. Yeah. Cause I also think yeah. she's lying about the, she's lying about the love interest that she had. I think she was just saying this crap to get her to be like, Hey, leave that guy and go get uh, with the rich cotton boy. A hundred percent. Because that's what, I mean, we watch pride and prejudice and little women and all of this stuff. Like everything back then was you just married for status. Like it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a love thing. You, you marry to set yourself up financially in your future. Yeah. yeah, even if it's one with one of your cousins, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. Uh, before you go further, though, I want to address uh, Bart Buff actually said in our chat, Weird Science is a straight classic, guys. I'm pumped to watch Coach, it. Coach Buff's in our chat. That's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Man. Coach Buff? <laughs> he probably, that, oh, yeah, he was, he was our – he was my AP U.S. history teacher. He's the bomb. Oh, nice. Okay, man. Twitter is a magical thing. Yeah, Twitter is a magical thing. That's true. We've done. Um, it. We've made it. We can stop. Stop. And cut. Uh, scene. No, I'm kidding. Um, Kevin can go to eating. We're done. <laughs> no, I finished. I finished eating. Um, I had to basically inhale it. So that was fun. Um, no, so it actually sounds like you, you really enjoyed the movie. What did you give it? Rating uh, four stars. Uh, I don't think it would take a very special romance movie to come out for me to say that that was be a better romance movie for something that I grew up on. Um, so, like I said, Brian Gosling and Rachel McAdams were superb. I'm not, I'm not terribly the biggest romance fan, like pure romance. I enjoy a good rom-com. Um, but I think I think this movie is just it's by far the best Nicholas Sparks movie I've seen. Uh, okay. so cool. Um so you gave me kind of an iconic movie to watch this week. Yeah. And I was really excited. I hadn't I, I remember being young and, and watching it, not really understanding it, because what do you understand about love and or dancing at a young age? Uh for me virtually not, nothing not actually kind of if you were to ask me as a 30 year old man what i know about either of those two things it's still very little yeah right <laughs> um we but, are eventually single <laughs> yeah but or at least us two yeah dan's, that's dan's locked it down good for you dane that's awesome man uh by choice right Jarrett? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> single by choice always um, class this this is just like notebook. How is this like? <laughs> so I, I, my, I think my, this was, and we talked about it last week. This was like my mom's 
favorite film, I think, when she was younger. Uh, and the date, I believe, was like 1987. So it would have been right there when she was in high school, which makes total sense. Um, I really, really liked this movie. And I, I really didn't expect to. And I'll tell you why. It's because the 80s movies that I enjoy are like Bloodsport, Under Siege. <laughs> you, 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 you getting the, the reference yeah. here? Like yeah. It's, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's Steven Seagal. It's action movies, right? And here's this dancing love movie where the the you, you saw patrick the swayze and you oh bro it was it i was weak at the knees i was jello um, oh, God. It, that's i could see my face on his body so i can say that that's a good looking cat right yeah that, that's true. so dame you don't know this that's how we decide whether or not another man is attractive is if we could see our face on their body so there's a lot of non-attractive guys in my opinion than out there because uh, fair enough fair uh, enough yeah you know whatever whatever floats your boat man uh, so one thing i did notice instantly and you're gonna think i'm the weirdest person ever um too late mrs houseman <laughs> the the mother mm-hmm. is <clears throat> the grandmother from the gilmore girls yeah, yeah. I would have never put that My wife together. actually brought that up when she was she was like, You really? Really? I was like, yeah. yeah, she was like, That's just Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Yeah. yeah. I was like, nope, not my thing. But yeah, what well. I noticed was uh was it the hotel owner's son is actually Agent Colson from all the Marvel movies. No, it isn't. Yes, it no, is. No, it is not. <laughs> it is the little nerdy guy who's just bossing everybody around. That's yeah, Agent I know Coulson. What are you talking about? <laughs> What's his yeah name? i saw it and i was like this dude looks so familiar but he's so young and then i pulled it up on letterbox and i was like sure enough oh i was like i goodness. haven't seen him oh take shots in the chest for captain america so that's awesome yeah, i did not know that was agent colson agent colson was one of my favorite characters in the in the movies um yeah you have interesting favorite marvel characters <laughs> i what said so you have very interesting favorite Marvel characters. Like oh, you picked yeah. Hawkeye before the Hawkeye series came out, and I was like, "That's because Hawkeye <laughs> is is the most related." He's a normal dude. Okay. You know what I mean? Continue you know, with dirty dancing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just to circle back to Hawkeye because I, I found an interesting fact. So, Jeremy Renner learned Olympic archery for Hawkeye, and then he gets on set to film Hawkeye, and you actually don't use traditional archery when filming archery and so now he just unironically knows how to do archery <laughs> that's awesome so you learn how to do this really well they're like no no no, we're not going to use any of that yeah yeah so now he's just good at archery but anyway i digress yeah so um no i i thought this film was fantastic i enjoyed the dynamic between patrick swayze and jennifer gray Mm-hmm. Um, who played uh, Baby. At first, I wasn't convinced of their of their dynamic, of their chemistry. I, I didn't know if I liked it because I thought it was very um, childish. I, th- I thought it was a, 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 a teenage girl crush, right? Um, and it turned into something that was more mutual 
and and, yeah. and when it was more mutual, that that's when I started to believe that this is a a, a true like love story. But before yeah. that, I didn't I didn't see it. Yeah, there's there a, really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dave. Go ahead. No, you got. There really wasn't like a reason for them to like. I don't know. You kind of see Patrick Swayze's character kind of like talk crap on baby for a little while. Like yeah. when um, she's like, oh, it doesn't take much to ask daddy for money and yeah. stuff like that. And then it gets to a certain point where like Patrick Swayze is like, oh, no, I don't I didn't see this girl. Right. So it was more of like. Baby was like looking at Patrick Swayze like, dang, that dude's got it. Like he is probably the hottest dude alive back then. And then like eventually Patrick Swayze gets more into it where he's like, yeah, like she's. She's actually a lot better person than I thought she was. And he actually starts to like her for her because he was low key a gigolo. Let's just be, oh, let's yeah. just be oh, uh, 100%. I don't know yeah. if it was low key because no, was, 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 the money, like, yeah, yo, uh, make sure my wife the, gets uh, extra one guy's like, here, go get tonight. my wife dancing lessons. Swayze had it. Um, there's actually a really cool yeah. series on uh, Netflix called Movies That Made Us. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys haven't checked it out, you probably should. And there's I saw one, it. I'm, there's I'm, one I'm, specifically on Dirty Dancing. Um, so if you check it out, uh, let me know how you see the movie then. Because it was just talking about how, you know, it, it didn't get picked up for syndication. But like, and it got picked up by some like Canadian straight to video store and then yeah and it made actually like 35 million dollars in box office like that movie was not supposed to be a ton of horror movies too which is crazy so yeah it was like a ton of early 90s and stuff there's a bunch of really crappy horror movies that wouldn't have been made that kind of buried that studio we don't i mean it's not around anymore but they got like one good thing where they made a ton of money off of it and then they yeah. were like oh let's just piss it all away on these crappy horror movies yeah like that movie was not supposed to be a thing and then oh wow it was I think it was like the biggest box office movie for a, for a couple of years. Yeah, I believe Dan, it. Dane, back to what you were saying though about the um, him not being as uh, receptive to to her feelings initially. Uh, after that whole thing with Penny changed and the like underground abortion attempt. <laughs> what is happened, it? I heard him. I heard him. Walk- the co-hanger and like the effect that was yeah that was just like i and that i did not remember that and if Me i either. did i didn't know what it was i had no idea what they were talking about but um i think i might yeah. have thought she just had to real bad like she had like real bad constipation and she couldn't dance i don't know like young me filled that hole with not abortion and then didn't realize like <laughs> <laughs> like there was, there was going on, and when that happened, I was just like, "Jesus Christ, this movie is deep!" Like I just yeah. thought we were gonna watch Patrick Swayze just pretty much be like a TikToker and diggle and you know wiggle dick the whole time, and it wasn't <laughs> that man. That was this is a good movie. Yeah. yeah, it's like this movie's missing something. Abortion. Yeah. Why is it even there? Yeah. But it did make me hate Donnie that much more because he was a real. Oh yeah. Cool, I don't know that I've ever met a person that I that would even remind me of that type of person. Like he, he was just. I know a couple. <laughs> yeah, it was just like out there for me. I don't know, dude. I really didn't like him. Um, 
but no overall man I, the movie was great i i enjoyed it um i i gave this movie a solid three and a half uh, i think it was it was very well done uh i was surprisingly into it early on maybe not as much but like the, the further the movie went i think i i found myself enjoying it more um especially the the father the relationship between baby and her dad which we we haven't talked about but i thoroughly enjoyed how the you could see progression from the father yeah you can see him evolve towards the end of the movie and i, and I love that yeah that I scene on the lake a really good embodiment of that when like he's sitting there and he's just like all torn up and then she walks out and she's just like yeah you like i never like felt supported from you pretty much and yeah, he's just like, like not lied to you crying. you lied to me yeah yeah oh. so it was yeah i agree i think that was cool my one big all right so the thing everyone talks about this movie is nobody puts baby in a corner yeah one that one is like kind of a throwaway line in that movie yeah like he just kind of he just kind of walks up looks and he's like nobody puts baby in a corner but like it wasn't in the script but like if you were there you would be sitting in the corner if you look at where she's sitting compared to the stage like <laughs> yeah. she might have actually picked that seat but so like when he walks up he's like nobody put baby in the corner yeah baby might have put baby in that corner because <laughs> both of the parents had to turn like this and the sister who was in the show you know, she was facing away from the stage. So, like, Baby had the best seat. Like, Baby should be in the corner. Don't be mad that Baby's in the corner. She probably picked it. That's all I'm saying. Is when you walk up and you say, nobody puts Baby in a corner. Like, the crazy Baby thing is, I, I expected that line to be, like, oh. more iconically presented. Yeah. And it just – There'd be, like, an argument, like, no, you get in the corner. Like – Nope, it was just no, it was just a casual. Down. He literally walks up, right? Like, he, he the hero's return, okay, to the hero's <laughs> triumphant return. He walks up to their table, and all he says is, Nobody puts nobody baby puts in, the baby in the corner, and he grabs her and brings her upstairs. Like, and that was it, it was the most casual, yeah. like, thing. And I just didn't understand why it got the attention that it got. I agree, but that might be it. An on no, my like list of movie quotes. Yeah. So, anyways, that was Dirty Dancing for me. Um, yeah, Jared, I appreciate the movie. It was a great, great watch. Thank no you. Problem. And uh, I have my movie selected for you. I have already. a movie for you as well. You want to go first? You want me to sure. go first? Uh, this one comes from actually, it's a Lauren Hubbard suggestion. We were talking about it this weekend. Okay. Uh, she asked us. Or she asked me that she wanted to hear us do more Brat Pack uh, movies. Brat Pack? Yeah, so the Can 80s. You explain that? Uh, it's okay. like the 80s uh, Pretty in Pink oh. um, Breakfast Club, like that group of actors. Instead okay, of I've got one. If it, I'll change mine if yours isn't what I think uh, it is. I'm, I'm giving you Pretty in Pink. All right, then I'm giving you 13 Candles. 16 Wait, is that Candles. 16 Candles. That's, <laughs> 13 yeah. Candles is a little different movie. Yeah, yeah sorry. 16 yeah, I'll, do, I'll do 16 Candles. I'll give yeah. you that one. I was going to give you Titanic, but... Oh, yeah, if, so if I've seen wants, that 7,000 times. Well, I know, right? But it's still kind of one that we should at least discuss a little bit in this month. It's a, I'm not interested. One of the great love stories. talking about a woman yeeting an $80 million diamond off of a boat. 
after <laughs> she just explained to the guy looking for that diamond for his entire life <laughs> the importance of it. Yeah. And Rose just goes, nah, fam. Yeah, that was the that was you know, Bill Paxton got murdered by an alien, and that's still the most disrespectful thing to happen to Bill Paxton on screen. <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'll do 16 candles you got. Pretty and pink. Pretty and pink. Cool. Yep. Get it. All right. So now to the meat and the potatoes of why we all gathered here tonight. Uh, it is Oscar nomination day. Yes. Uh, Let's go. And for the first time in a long time, I actually give a shit. Let's uh, go. <laughs> Because for the past couple of years, I've looked at these lists and said, I have no interest in seeing these movies. Uh, but I've seen most of these movies. So by and large, I now have an interest. Uh, we are going to start with, we're just going to do the big six. We're not doing the crazy uh, stuff. Things. Yeah. So it's best costume designer. What is it? The supporting actors, the best picture. What, what's the six actors and what what'd you do as your sixth one? Was it screenplay? Actor, actresses, uh, oh, screenplay actors, uh, actor, actress, director, and best picture. Okay, director. Um, so before we start on this, I will say shout out to the Oscars for having Mitchell's versus the machines in their best animated yes. film. The Golden Globes got that. That one. was, yeah. Uh, so I will, without a doubt. Big shout out to that. Another, not, another big podcast is uh, Free Guy got nominated for an Oscar. Let's go. Which, which Oscar? Um, I think it was graphic design or like one of those. Yeah, that's... I, mean, I that's, don't remember though. That's right. I mean, the entire movie was CG, so... Yeah, so I mean, it, it was like... I think it was like that, Shang-Chi, Dune, Spider-Man. I don't remember the other movie, but yeah, it got in there. So that got a nomination and the French dispatch didn't. So here from me first, if you're a Wes Anderson film, shut up about stupid French dispatch. It's not that good of a movie. It didn't get any nominations. Quit tweeting about it. Quit putting your reviews on Letterboxd. French dispatch sucks. Are you, are you anti Wes Anderson or just anti French dispatch? Just, just French dispatch. Hey, Dane, real quick, uh, how do you feel about the French dispatch? How do you feel about that? As a, <laughs> uh, I really want to know your innermost thoughts on just, French Just dispatch. remember that. Free Guy got more nominations for the Oscars than your crappy French dispatch movie did. Did you, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit because I know it's uh, in one of these categories. Did you like Licorice Pizza? I haven't seen Licorice Pizza yet. Okay, because there is an entire like. There's a yeah. There's a Paul sub, Thomas Anderson family out there, and they just subplot that made me very yeah. uncomfortable when I was watching that movie, and I oh. didn't know if it was supposed to or if I was just supposed to ignore it, like the movie did. So, is that the Bradley Cooper banging the nineteen-year-old girl plotline? Uh, no, it's the fact that the main character is 15 and his love interest is 25, and no one ever <laughs> and no one ever mentions it like it's out of the ordinary for the entire movie. In fact, it's encouraged for the entire movie. Yeah. Someone, someone on the internet right now is is claiming um, male privilege or whatever. It's like you couldn't make this movie the other way around. Somebody's out there yeah. doing that right now. Yeah, because I saw it. 
because from the trailers i thought they were the same age and then like the very first line he she was like i'm 25 and i was like oh this is gonna be a weird two hours all right <laughs> we, we we just got another comment from hattie lawrence she had she came on last week um she said we're sh- we're straight roasting some classics this episode First old yeller, then Pride and Prejudice. Now you're coming after the Titanic. Look, look, Prejudice. Oh, we didn't roast Pride Hattie. and Prejudice. Hold on. First of all, I want to say, Hattie, I appreciate you coming back yeah, after last you. week. Um, hope I, and I'm glad that we didn't scare you off by roasting you last week. We I apologize for that. <laughs> well, um, when it comes to Titanic, it's my third favorite movie. Like right. I love that movie. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. It's James Cameron. It's everything you could ever put on screen that I would watch. But she still yeets an $80 million <laughs> jewel into the ocean. <laughs> so, and yeah. that I find offensive. Yeah, it's the uh, capitalist in Jared that gets upset. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, nobody's roasting Old Yeller, first of all. I love that movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And Pride and Prejudice was great. I don't think I said it's. The only bad thing I said about Pride, Pride and Prejudice is it just makes me think that in order to get married, you have to be wealthy, good looking. And what was the other thing, Jared? Or is it just those two things? I think wealthy, it was just th- those were the two important things. Yeah. You have to be wealthy, good looking. Oh, and a gentleman. You have you got yeah. the whole the whole package. You got yeah. it. Well, we're over oh, we're one out of three. So yeah, I think I'll, I'll let I'll let them gentlemen. figure out. Oh, oh. I'll let them oh. figure out which one it is. <laughs> Um, but oh, sorry, man. I didn't mean to interrupt that. I just saw the saw the chat. I no, yeah, we need to talk it. to the chat. So, do you guys want to do supporting actors first, or start with the director? Let's start Let's with start the with supporting. supporting. Okay, yeah. so supporting actress, we had Jesse Buckley, The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBeau, West Side Story, Judy Dench, Belfast, Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog, and Andrew Ellis for King Richard. Um, out of those, the only two I hadn't seen were Belfast and The Lost Daughter. Uh, I'm super behind on Belfast and I hate myself for it. Um, but uh, as far Ariana DeBoe, everyone knows I'm really high on her. Uh, she was my pick when we did the Golden Globes. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, she's kind of pivotal to Power of the Dog and moving the story how it needs to go. Uh, and Anjanue Ellis, I think the uh, kitchen scene alone got her that nomination when she's going at it with Will Smith. Um, yeah, so, that was phenomenal. So none of these, I can't really think of any snubs. The only one I would have probably put on there because I've seen it uh, is the mom from Coda. Uh, I think she probably could have gotten an Oscar now, but I haven't seen The Last Daughter, so I can't really say anything. Yeah, that. Lost Daughter's on Netflix, so that's a pretty okay. easy watch if you want nice. to throw that on. Um, and then the other one that is kind of a little bit of a big deal is Judy Dench. Um, she hadn't gotten nominated in the Screen Actors Guild Awards. She hadn't gotten, gotten nominated in the um, Screen Writers Guild Awards. It was always um, Belfie, the other girl that was in the movie. So yeah. it was one of those where yeah. everyone thought there would be a supporting actress from Belfast in there. Didn't expect it to be Judy Dench. Yeah, you. Um, now, I know you've seen Belfast, but like my understanding of the movie is like there's a lot of 
actors, but there's not like a central actor because one of the guys I was listening yeah. talk about his nomination is like there's a lot of people you could say are supporting actors, but they do they do more than supporting actors do, but not enough to get like a main actor actress award. So yeah. And that's kind of like with the Oscars, it's kind of up to the filmmakers, like where they want people to run in categories. So like yeah. when you look at like Judas and the Black Messiah last year, when they ran or not, they ran um, the two guys for supporting um, when they could have run one for lead and one for supporting and they both probably would have gotten nominated. However, they ran them both in supporting, so then they both got nominated. Right. Um, I think that a little bit of it's called category fraud, a little bit of category mm -hmm. fraud kind of happened with um, Belfast where they were like, none of you guys really have a big part where we could just push you into the lead role. So let's just keep you in supporting to try and help us get some more nominations and win some more awards, which they're gonna do. They're gonna win a good bit um, or at least be at the top of a good bit. So yeah. I think the early favorite for best supporting actress though is your girl Deboe from West Side Story. That she seems to be the- so good. Well, she's doing everything her. right. I mean, she's out. She's out campaigning. She's doing interviews. She's talking to people. Like she's doing everything that you're that you want someone who's going to win an Oscar to do. And so, yeah. could really see her bringing this one home. Yeah, I actually have a. a I had a really cool fun fact uh, that I went over earlier, where the only twice has it happened where two different actors, well, actor actresses, have been uh, have won a Oscar for the same role. And it was Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix for The Joker. And then Marlon Brando and De Niro for The Godfather for uh, Vito Corleone. Vito Corleone. Mm -hmm. So Ariana DeBose, actually, is it Ariana? How do you say her first name? Ariana. Ariana. Yeah. Uh, Ariana DeBose could actually be the first female duo to do it with her. Um, I can't remember. Who plays Valentina in the movie? That's that's uh, the that's yeah. the same. She she won the Oscar originally yeah. in the original West Side Story for Best Supporting Actress. So um, that's actually really really cool. And I think Dan, you said there was somebody else too. Yeah, there's actually two in this. So uh, Jesse Buckley and um, Olivia Coleman play the same character in the same movie. So if they both they could both technically win their awards and they would add to that list too. But um, I think Jesse Buckley kind of slipped in this category. She's another one that people didn't really see coming. Uh, Olivia Coleman's a, a powerhouse in the movie, so she'll um, she deserves her spot. But I definitely think that I mean that's just another cool little fact, like you were talking about, where they could both win it be in the same year, and that's never happened before. Yeah, that that's is pretty awesome. sweet. Kevin, do you? Do you have any snubs or you feel pretty comfortable? No, I have I have one snub that I think, and I'll address it um next with the next <laughs> category. Okay. I, I had the one, the one snub. And sure. I, I feel pretty strongly about it because I, I love him as an actor. Yeah. Ooh, this should be fun. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think I'm I'm with Dan. I think Ariana DeBose is gonna kind of walk away with it. She did it in the Golden Globe. And West Side Story was a great movie already. And when you shine as bright as she did in a movie of that caliber uh i think it's a pretty pretty the scene, scene the, the, the just the scene of her at the end of the movie, the of the movie going into valentina's place where all the jets were yeah like that was phenomenal that was i think phenomenal. i think she was great I think she was well great. she had everything the only part about that movie i didn't enjoy was she was yelling at uh 
Maria for dating a murderer. And I was like, man, you're you're upset about a guy who murdered someone too. Like, like let's calm down. Yeah, you're. Your boy was kind of like, hey, let's murder each other. Yeah. Whoever wins, wins. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, all, it all started because your boy murdered first. Uh, yep. But anyway, Ariana DeBow, she was great. DeBow. Uh, supporting actor, Syrian Hines. We got from Belfast, Troy Kotzer, Coded, Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos and Cody Smith McPhee, the power of the dog. Um, Kevin, you said you had a snub from this category. Yeah, I so did. I'll let I you guess kick I, this one off. Yeah, so I did. I did. I actually did have a snub. And then you read his name, and I don't know if the article I read wasn't up to date, but I remember it, distinctly Jesse, going, Jesse, Jesse Clemens? Clemens yeah. should be in this category. And then you read it, and I'm like, okay, well, everything I know is now lost. Uh, because I, I didn't have him as being nominated and I thought it was so deserving because in anything that I've seen him in, he's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed his, his, his roles, his acting. Um, he was in breaking bad. He was in the, uh, jungle cruise mm-hmm. as the German guy. And then I got to see him in power of the dog. And I, I just, I've always enjoyed him as an actor. And I thought he did phenomenal in the movie. So that would have been my snub, but he's here, so no snub. Yeah, the so. the only one. <laughs> there we go. Uh, there we go. I don't really have anyone I would put in over. I would have to think. Um, maybe actually, I would probably put Bradley Cooper in there from Licorice Pizza because even though he's only in the movie for like ten minutes, it's probably the best ten minutes of the movie. I I love J.K. Simmons. I don't think he did enough in being the Ricardos to get. A nomination yeah we'll talk we'll talk a lot about being the ricardos and we move on to like best picture and stuff because it's a very like academy friendly movie where yeah. the thing that what they're making is something that like only the people that vote on this are like oh this is so cool kind of like um what was the black and white movie that got nominated last year about the making of um this is totally just running through my brain, but uh, whenever you uh, make whenever you make movies about movies, movies movie people love it. Like it's like yeah. their favorite thing in the yeah. world. And I think this one hits home, especially for the old heads of the academies, mm-hmm. like the people in their seventies and eighties who grew up with yeah. Lucille Ball uh, and all that. So I think that's probably where its popularity are coming from. Yeah, yeah. and I will say, I mean, it seems like it's pretty a big consistency that your boy Jesse Plemons was one of the biggest surprises of the day. Like that wasn't something that people really saw coming was him getting nominated. Um, everyone saw Cody Snick getting nominated because, I mean, he was – I, I think, I think he could – yeah, that's who I would put – if I was if I was betting on it, that's who I would bet on. I'd put my money on Cody. Yeah. yeah. And it's, um, fair enough, I'm, I'm happy with the nomination because I don't even think he got a mention when we did the Golden Globe thing. Uh, he definitely and was in the Golden Globes. I, yeah. I thought he deserved to be in the conversation, and, and that was the only thing sure. that I – that I, 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 yeah, I don't think he was the best supporting actor in his movie. Like, you know, that's, yeah, that's a good setup for him moving forward with him being in the uh, Scorsese movie with the it's like the murder of the last flower or something like that. I forget the yeah. name of it, yeah. but it's like him and DiCaprio. And originally, people thought DiCaprio was going to be the lead, but then Plemons took the lead. So now for Plemons, is that nomination underneath his belt. Like that movie is going to get a lot more funding. It's going to get pushed a little bit harder because you've got 
DiCaprio, probably the greatest actor of our lifetime. And then Scorsese, probably the greatest actor of our lifetime. And then you've got a guy who's got a nomination under his belt. So yeah. I'm interested to see how that movie yeah. does. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm super happy to see the dude from Coda, Troy Kotzer. Uh, that was probably, if I would have seen it last year, it would have been in my top five movies of the year. Like, yeah, that, that movie is absolutely superb. It's um, pretty pretty solid movie. Yeah. Uh, we doing, so that was supporting actor, supporting actor, supporting actresses. You want to uh, do director now? Sure. Let me find. Uh, all right. So for director, we got Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion, uh, The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Um, Drive My Car, another movie that's getting a lot of Oscar love. I haven't gotten a chance to see it because, uh, like we were talking about it before, it's impossible in the states to find uh and it'll it might get some limited releases once we get out of oscar it's kind of like parasite did uh so i can't really speak too much of that no oh sorry no good uh if, if i'm not mistaken is this if if jane campion wins will this be the first female director to win the oscar for best director is that right that's correct. And she's actually the only woman director to ever be, be nominated, nominated twice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. yeah, so we got some catching up to do with the director category. That still kind of seems like that's an old head kind of let's keep it to our, our little bro club type deal, but we're getting there. Um, and in my opinion, this is my, this is my Dune soapbox that I told I was going to stand on. Yeah. Um, Denny Villeneuve not getting nominated here is absolutely egregious. I mean, the man got nominated for Best Picture without an actor or an actress in the best categories. He got nominated for score. He got nominated for editing. I mean, they get nominated for all of these other technical awards, but the main guy that's sitting at the helm of the movie directing and telling everybody how it needs to go, he doesn't get nominated? Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, Kenneth Branagh did a great job. I think... I haven't seen Licorice Pizza, so I couldn't say kick Paul Thomas Anderson out for him. But, like, how? I think my biggest thing with the, the <laughs> Dune thing, and it's my biggest thing with the Oscars that I have a problem with, is I think they dislike blockbuster movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. like movies that are super relevant, upfront, money-making machines, which Dune was. Which Dune was. Uh, yeah. and Dude, it was too mainstream. And that's, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm, I'm with you there. I could very easily see it should be in over Licorice Pizza because uh, as much as I get Licorice Pizza being an artist film, uh, and I know I like Wes Anderson stuff, but he does kind of have like a cult, kind of like a Tarantino yeah. fan club that like everything yeah. he puts out, people act like it's the greatest movie ever made. Uh, yeah. I he could I can't speak to drive my car, uh, and I'm not going to say he it could go in over that without me seeing the movie, um, but I think Dune was just too too mainstream for the 
for the academy to give it the credit it deserved because it just doesn't it, it didn't it didn't check out to me because when you look at all like the bellwether awards so like for them to get nominated with all these other things that he had to have his hand in and them say like oh this is one of the five best of these and he had a part in all of it and then for him not to get nominated it's like makes some sense here academy like now if they would have been like this kind of i feel like you know in the college football playoff when they show like the top four and yeah. they show like the next yeah. two that would have made it in. Yeah, if they'd the have bubble. done that for the Oscars. Yeah. Like if they had done that for the Oscars and number six wouldn't have been Danny wouldn't have been, I would have just ripped a tree out with my bare hands. Like I'd have been so pit because like he deserves every bit of it. And so yeah. that's my soapbox. I'm sorry. No, I got I mean, it's, it's a fair soapbox to be on because Kevin and I are both very large Dune fans. Uh, it was all over my – whenever we were doing our end-of-the-year awards, it was all yeah. over mine. I love Dune. I thought the score was perfect. I thought the screenplay was great. Um, I thought these, um, the cinematography was great. I, I loved every bit of this movie. So, um, Pretty sure I got nominated I, I, I for cinematography. with you on that. Yeah, it got nominated for cinematography. So, yeah, and I think it's, like, important to – like associate like a film in a movie right and like dune was an epic like yep. every everything about that movie was a grand scale leaps and bounds higher than any of these movies um uh, sure. and, and he's so. taking material that's supposed to be unmakeable for movies like dune is a story that yes. is not supposed to be able to be made into a movie and he started a masterpiece like as long as he doesn't just go batshit in the next two parts like that could arguably be one of the greatest trilogies ever made and i say Which, that, i mean i say i say that in the face of the lord of the rings uh, <laughs> which i think is like a new perfect Spider-Man. trilogy yeah and, and the new spider-man with no way home uh yeah so i get it and toy story look at you toy story well, there's four of those. Now. I was about to say. Oh, there's so the four. Not a so there's four. <laughs> yeah, I was going to well, say Matrix. Take one of them. Any of the Resurrections just came out. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no. anyway, back to the back to the best director. It looks like Jane, uh, is champion is or champion is probably going to be your favorite. Yeah. I was looking at odds odds in Vegas for that, and she's a I, minus five hundred right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count out Spielberg though. Um, yeah, historically, saying, just he's he's just one of those guys that I feel like he's always in the conversation. And West Side Story got so much love. Um, yeah, and you yeah. know Steven Spielberg's the first director to be nominated in every decade for six straight decades. That's so insane. the man, the man's been doing it for a while. So. Yeah, he's the go, and it kind of goes back to what you're saying about the bro club. Like I'm sure the same yeah. people that have been voting for. Billberg for 60 years if they're not dead they're still sitting <laughs> yeah. with, sitting with a vote uh, so I I think that's, yeah that's right. probably her Jane's biggest competition is yeah uh, yeah Spielberg which it's cool. that's yeah. a great conversation yeah. to be in though yeah it's kind of like the yeah. Tom Brady Peyton Manning debacle yeah you know? like <laughs> you, you, Peyton Manning would have had so many Super Bowls had not had to play Tom Brady every year uh so all right so we do you want to do you want to do best picture okay um let's do best actresses sure 
And I'll uh, I'll read these if you're okay with it. Yeah, good. Uh, we've got Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, uh, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. And I haven't seen a single one of these movies. Not a single one. <laughs> Um, I've, I've only seen Lost Daughter and Being Ricardo. So I've I've seen Being the Ricardos. Uh, I haven't seen the others. I want to see the Eyes of Tammy Faye. That's got Andrew Garfield in it, and I heard Jessica Chastain was a was really good in that movie. And I want to see Spencer. Uh, I think the Princess so, Diana story is very interesting. So her taking that role. I do have a question though, Dane. Did you have uh, Maria from West Side Story getting a, a nomination at least? Yeah, I uh, thought that because she got nominated for in the Screen Guild. She got nominated yes. for Screenwriters Guild. So, I mean, she got a lot of the Guild nominations. So it was one of those where, I mean, the, again, the bellwether things, you know, if you're looking at what happened in the past, then she technically should have gotten this nomination. And I think Lady Gaga was another one that kind of got knocked off that people didn't see coming. I think people saw yeah. Lady Gaga going in before – um Rachel not Rachel sorry yeah before Rachel um and that was just a mind-blowing that neither of them made it Penelope Cruz's movie we can't even see yet so <laughs> like I mean oh like, that's tough that's, that's just one of those where yeah you just want to be a part of the academy and get the login for their streaming services because they get all the movies like six months before they come out and it's not even fair yeah that would be nice um I don't think I mean, I'm sure she's good in it. I don't know why Chastain got the nomination. Uh, if it would have been a movie that I had heard, kind of like you said, like if it got a lot of hype going into the mm -hmm. Golden Globes and all these other awards, I would say sure it makes sense. It's a it's a favorite, but this movie basically flew under the radar all year. Like when yeah. it came when it came out, it wasn't popular. Uh, and now she's getting a nomination. Like besides her just being Jessica Chastain, uh, I think this is I think this missed the mark because I think uh, part of the reason why she got that nomination too, and just like we were talking about um, earlier with um, Ariana Debose doing a great job of getting out and doing interviews and stuff. Jessica Chastain has been campaigning the hell out of herself to try and get into this. But yeah, I just remember I was watching this at eight in the morning. When they were like, all right, best actress. I was like, all right, let's go. They said Jessica Chastain. And I was like, what? And they said Olivia Coleman. And I was like, okay. And like Penelope Cruz. And I was just like, what the heck is this category, man? And then yeah. Nicole Kidman got it. And that sucks because now she's just going to have a right to do crappy uh, movie intro commercials even more that I don't want to watch every time <laughs> I go to the theater. Like, I mean, they're just giving, they're just giving these things out. So I think best actress – Betting wise, if you're looking at, I would stay away from it, man. Do not put any money on any of this crap. Like these guys, I think whoever so, wins, so good for them. I, I, I think it's gonna be Nicole Kidman. I do have a thought though. He's the favorite, yeah. I do have a my my thought is this. I I haven't seen Spencer, okay, mm -hmm. um, but I have seen a bunch of articles written about Kristen Stewart's specifically her performance in the movie. Mm -hmm. um so have you now dan have you seen it by chance i haven't seen spencer but i've read a lot about um the royal family actually like kind of trying to put some blocks on this movie really um and well, I mean, they did have like there's a lot of that, so. 
so there's a there's a lot that's kind of going into this movie where people are like, I don't know if we'll see it win because of heads all are kind of like in with the family and stuff like that. So I, now, um, I saw pictures and she looks just like her. Just like oh, her. And so oh, like yeah. it's, it's kind of like in that that the the Will Smith King Richard like mm-hmm. they look just alike. Um, but I've heard that her performance is pretty spectacular. In the yeah, movie, so I think it's important for her. I would love to see her win it because I know she gets trapped in the same thing Robert Pattinson does, as everyone just sees her as Twilight. And that was yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, it was Emma 15 Watson. years ago. Uh, but at least, Emma Wat- at least Emma Watson has like perks of being a wallflower she, and like yeah. movies that little women, right? She was a little woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Beauty and the Beast. Right. Yeah. So she has like movies that you can go for. And, like Christmas Story is like Charlie's Angels, and it's just like if <laughs> yeah, not not oh, great. And yikes. so if, if if this kind of propels us past the Twilight era, because it's not because I love Robert Pattinson as an actor. Yeah. Uh, he's he's vast, a huge year, man. Vastly underrated. Yes. Uh, the Batman's going to be big for him. I I still want to watch that. Is that March or February? March fourth. I still want to see that Robert Pattinson movie that he did where he's the uh, it's like a like a old not the the church thing where he was like a, like a pastor uh, of the church. Uh, the devil's a part timer. Yeah. I, oh no, not no, the, not the, the, the devil. The devil all the time. Devil's yes. The devil. That's an anime. I was like, yeah. It's also got uh, Tom Holland in it. In yeah, I heard Star's that movie Church. was phenomenal, and I want to watch it. And, it's and his cool. I, I wouldn't go with phenomenal. It's no, really. It's dark. Uh, it is a it is a dark yeah. film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good for her. I think Nicole Kidman's going to win it. The if you just look at every category, it looks like Ben Ricardo's yeah. is nominated for something. So it's a favorite, and I think this is easily the category you can get away with giving it to him, and people won't be like, mm, no one's going. to. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm That's good questionable. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, Best actress, we're just staying away from gambling on that, right, Dan? Yeah, don't put no money on that, on that think, category. I think actress is easier I, than actor. Actor's tough, man. Yeah, actor's uh, tough. I think you wanna... easiest one. I mean, like it's been locked up for nine oh, months now. I don't know, man. Uh, I would have said that until I saw the Golden Globes, but Kevin, if you want to ramble off this list, we can go more. Yeah, I can do that. So, uh, best actors, we have Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, uh, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington, or just Denzel, uh, for The Tragedy of Macbeth. No, no last name. No last name. Uh, I, I spoke to Jared about this earlier, Dane, and there's not a whole lot of surprises here in this category. Yep. Uh, I'm a little partial. I, there, I loved, I love Will Smith. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. Yep. His performance in King Richard was crazy. It was phenomenal. It was, it was the best yep. you've yes. ever seen from him. It probably mm-hmm. the best you'll ever get, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was ever gonna win, it would be for King Richard. Um, but. Benedict Cumberbatch. I, yeah, I think it's going to be Cumberbatch, but yeah. I don't know, man. I think uh, I'm kind of with Kevin on this one. I think this is Will Smith's to lose. I think 
he's kind of backed off on the campaigning because the movie came out so much earlier than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he wrote like a memoir about all the stuff that he did to kind of embody Richard. And I mean, he's doing all the stuff to be like, guys, I promise I'm a real actor. Like I'm not yeah. just a, you know, the kid from Bel Air. Like I'm a real actor. Like, <laughs> I'm a real boy. I make <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, right now he's a minus three thirty favorite for this. So I Let's mean, see. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like not betting on Francis and Ganu. I mean, like you're not gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and I he's, mean, he's ticking all the boxes that the Oscars have been yeah. pushing the past couple years. Uh, so if I mean, if he wins it, I'm not upset. Like honestly, as he's long also as be- um, as long as Javier Bardem doesn't win it. Uh, yep. And even Denzel to a point. I thought Tragedy Macbeth was good. I don't think it was Oscar winning good. Um, but it's I, I just like Denzel. Glad he got nominated. Uh, I mean, Den- Denzel doing Shakespeare is that's an Oscar lock as it is. And I mean, it was true word for word Shakespeare. It wasn't like ad libbed or yeah. rewritten. Uh, and it was a beautiful movie. Uh, so I'm glad to see him. Really? Up there. Uh, if I Andrew Garfield wins it, I will shit a literal brick. And that will be happy. Yeah, because Tick Tick Boom was one of my favorite movies of last year. I'm with y'all. I think I have Tick Tick Boom at like number five on my list this year. I still yeah. listen to that soundtrack on repeat. Oh, same, same. I'll blow it up a TFT game on League of Legends and just be rocking the Tick Tick Boom soundtrack. It is a banger, and that's how the movie starts. I was like, as soon as I heard the first song, I was like, oh, dude. We're oh, it's funny. It. I sent Jared. So, then you'll like this. It was about a week ago. Um, I had been listening to the soundtrack and the uh, what's the what's the verse? The which do you prefer? Yeah, uh, cages, uh, yeah. Or, wings. cages uh, or wings. I sent him the yeah. lyrics and he like finished the the lyric for me. <laughs> and that's like, and it was instant too. It was like two seconds later, I was getting the response from Jared, and that's how you know that we've been listening to that soundtrack like crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, phenomenal. Tick Tick Boom is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, musical now of all time. Yeah. So high, was, high press. It was big. I'm glad um, Garfield got a nomination. Got a nom- yeah. 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 So. I would say probably the biggest snub in this category. Um, I mean, it's not like the biggest. Like all of these guys are kind of is like if you were to take one out, I agree with Jared. It'd probably be Javier Bardem, um, and you could probably put Bradley Cooper and Nightmare Alley in there. Um, and then there was a lot of push for Leo to make it for Don't Look Up. But I personally didn't think that this was like a big like Leo role. Like when you think of like a Leo nom role, you think of him like being freaking Leo. But that's kind of the argument for why he should have gotten nominated was like, yeah, he didn't have to be big and crazy. He was a little nerdy guy. And I was like, well, yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, the thing with Leo I, and me with the Oscars is they're so inconsistent with – they hate him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, The Revenant yeah. wins it over – I mean, The Wolf of Wall Street should have just swept every category yes. that year. Retro, and, retroactively, and, we're giving all the Oscars to Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, Titanic, there's not a there's not a better movie. And I don't I know what it. all came I, out that year. I'll have to look. Uh, but And I know he was young, and so you can give it on that. But No. Yeah, I was going to say, Eating Gilbert Grape is another one where people were like, I mean, even from him being little, it was like, yeah, this dude, because there were people that legitimately thought he was, he, like he had something going on. And I thought like, Inception no, was going to win one. Yeah, it I just, thought an- he would it win just one annoys me when everyone on the planet's on the same page of where something is, and then the Oscars. Except the Oscars. 
doesn't do it. It's just like everyone on the planet Earth knows Wolf of Wall Street was the best movie. But that's I think it's that's because because everyone on the planet loved it, right? There's yeah. there's almost there's almost like this degree of, of of hubris among the people that are doing these votes, where it's essentially uh, it's like looking at a sophisticated work of art, yeah. right? The general public shouldn't understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I definitely think that that's something. You know, that's something that they kind of set themselves up for when they didn't nominate the Dark Knight. So when they yeah. didn't nominate the Dark Knight that next year, everyone was like, why didn't they get nominated? And they're like, how about this? We'll expand how many movies can get nominated. So we'll go from five to possibly 10. This year we got all 10. You don't get 10 every year. Um, but then what started happening was you had the same people voting. So that's when the Oscar so white thing came in. And so then they're like, all right, well, we'll expand our body. So they expanded in 2015. I had this note just because this is in 2015, the amount of people voting for the Academy was 6,261. And so then this year it's 9,467. So that's like a 33% increase. And what they expected to happen was, oh, we'll see more popular movies. But what is really happening is the people that are voting on this don't want to see popular movies. The people that are voting on this are voting for like look at this craft with like a capital k like look how freaking cool it is that they made something about you know i mean you take most of these nominees i mean the stuff that didn't get on there i mean look at like the power of the dog like how many people have actually seen the power of the dog how many people have seen drive my car how many people have seen coda how many people have seen belfast not very many but then you look at movies which will i'm just go ahead and think we're off the actor thing but when you look at movies like that didn't get nominated, like Tick, Tick, Boom didn't get nominated for Best Picture. And when you look at like movies that people actually went and saw, aka Spider-Man, like, no, there might not be the best movie that was made that year, but like at a certain point, you got to start worrying about the Oscars used to be the center of culture. So like when you look at TV rankings throughout the year, it was always like five or six NFL games and then the Oscars and then more NFL games. So that's not going to happen. Like it hasn't happened for like four or five years. Last year's COVID, it's whatever. That's not going to happen again this year, 100%. Not very many people are going to watch this Oscars because you have movies that people don't want to watch. Like, I mean, I love, 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 love Nightmare Alley. It's not going to win Best Picture. Pull that out, put Spider-Man in. Like have Tom Holland come host the Oscars. Like do stuff like that so that people will watch it. Yeah. But it's they yeah. just they just don't care about that at this point. They're getting money from ABC. They're going to make their money either way. So instead of being like a cultural event, they want to be like, hey, look at these really cool movies, which is fine. They're allowed to do that if they want, but yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and it's it sucks to say that because it's like, I think The Power of the Dog might win Best Picture. And yeah. I don't think, I'm, that was by far the my favorite movie I watched last year and it's kind of unfortunate that i can't talk about movies that i think were the best movies that i watched last year like yeah. my personal best and then movies i know i have to like differentiate in my mind like okay this yeah. is an oscar film this was, yeah. this was a great movie and it sucks that yeah. i can't and be synonymous anymore for sure. look at like the last duel i mean i think we all saw it we all loved it it didn't get anything i was gonna and ask that you about that once we be- got to best picture because you sent me yeah. I, I remember this because i was i've never been more 
push to see a movie. You sent me a Facebook message that said that might be the best movie I've ever seen. And yeah, I mean, I think I said it that year. I didn't yeah, say yeah, that, that's that the best saw movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, but the whole reason it isn't getting nominated is because it's not doing the political things because it's in the middle of like Disney buying out Fox. So once yeah. Disney bought out Fox, the last duel just ended up in limbo. And there was no press done for it. There was no, I mean, Ben Affleck very could have easily, like he easily could have gotten nominated for Best Supporting Actor, in my yes. opinion. Adam Driver could have gotten nominated. I mean, you look at that whole movie, there's just stars all through that movie that do a great job. It's written and directed by Ridley Scott. Like, yeah. this movie is the definition of what an Oscar movie should be, but because they didn't want to push for it, we don't see it one time that whole Sunday. Yeah. And we don't see Spider-Man but for a pretty much throwaway award that it gets nominated yeah, for. graphics. Um, yeah. That's a shame. It's not representative. The, the, the biggest problem I have is that it's not representative of what the majority wants to see, like what the majority sure. wants to see. And it, it becomes, it almost, be, and Jared said it earlier where he's talking about these movies that are very clearly, very clearly Oscar like grabs. They're like, they're like, and it's it's frustrating because it shouldn't it shouldn't be like that. It, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be movies that are one or the other, like Jared said. It should be what movies were good, successful, whatever whatever you want to use, whatever parameters you want to use to to make the determination. But it should never be, you know, the this movie people not everybody's going to understand it or whatever. Like yeah. it's it's frustrating. I mean, I can't remember if Avatar got nominated but like we're talking about movies that are setting records that get broken i mean i guess a little more frequently now because marvel took the world over marvel but <laughs> but like they're making god numbers like yes. the fact that spider-man no way home did what it did during essentially yeah covid and it's about to be the number two movie of all time only behind that which nuts. was the ending of a decade-long saga of a story we were being yep. told yeah like and it's not it's special effects like get out of here man like i've never sat shoulder to shoulder even in end game in game included i've never sat in a theater as packed as i have with spider-man <laughs> Or got, been as active. Yeah, and like gotten the, the gotten the reactions I got with Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with I would agree with that. Definitely the in theater responses of like getting to see all three Spider Man and everything was not I mean, even when like Tony Stark dies. I mean, I was bawling my eyes out, so it might have been happening and I just didn't realize it. Yeah. But like, yeah, I would say there's not very many movies that had like such a grip on the culture like it was like everyone in the world went and saw spider-man and i can't think of the last i mean if it wasn't a marvel movie i can't think of the last movie that's like yeah i saw that like why didn't i see a type movie yeah uh i agree kevin you want to run us through best picture i think that's our last category uh yeah let's do that so best picture uh you'll see some familiar names here Mm -hmm. uh they've been discussed uh belfast uh, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Um, um, I, okay. 
I I, I, I didn't I, hate don't look, up. don't look Up. I just it should I don't like that it should that it's on the list personally. This is a big um screenwriters and directors vote in because it got nominated for best original screenplay in the screen or screenplay screenplay guild awards um and so that's just really where this comes from is when it comes down to it the people that make movies really love don't look up um there's a lot of people kind of on twitter right now that are a little scared that don't look up was gonna win best picture like around like last weekend or like this weekend coming into nominations it was like a hey if you start like if you see Best Picture get more, or don't look up, get more than like six or seven nominations. Be prepared because it's probably going to win Best Picture. Luckily, it didn't get that many, but it was one of those where like film Twitter was gearing up for a, oh my God, like they really did pick don't look up type moment. Yeah, I would have lost the little faith I had in yeah, the Oscars. If, been, don't, if, if don't look up wins just, this, uh, because yeah. I have seen all but drive my car. And Belfast mm. on this list. So, not to slight Leo in any way, form, or fashion, but you'd said something earlier about him possibly being nominated for Best Actor, and I, I, I don't believe. I think that would have been uh, that would have done a disservice to the to the people that yep. were nominated. And it's, I, I don't believe the role that he played. I, obviously, he's a great actor. I just. I don't think the role he played was as like iconic as as what a nomination would deserve. If that yeah, I mean, it, the only hard part is it's like the only the other like not iconic role is the one he won for. <laughs> oh, yes. So it's like when you when you think of all his yeah. iconic roles, like hey, he didn't win those. <laughs> what he won for was saying he was a vegan and eating a like a mule heart or something like that. Like yeah, that's getting, why they were like oh, getting his ass kicked by him. Yeah. Which would yeah. any of us would. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think I'm not super I'm not super confident of confident why I drive my car got picked. Uh I don't like movies that aren't accessible. Like even and I'm not saying that has to be a huge theatrical release, but I don't like the you can buy a studio, show it for two weekends, and then that qualifies it for an Oscar. Like if Drive My Car had been in any theater in Birmingham or Atlanta or anywhere that a normal person could see it, sure. Uh, but this slot could have been, like you said, just throw you. You don't. It doesn't have to win. Throw Spider Man a bone. Show show people you actually pay attention. To well, them. the problem is, is that now you have. 99.9% of the population going, what the hell? What is this? Yeah. Because they didn't have access to it. So now we're sitting here and we feel like fools because we're like, yo, what is this movie? Why haven't I seen it? You know what I mean? I think the, and it's, I would say the only, the reason that like, I think it's good to see something like drive my car in is because it shows us that like some of those additional people that were added to the voting body are younger. They are not from America. So we're getting more of like a worldwide glimpse. And so, I mean, for like Paul Thomas Anderson, even said like, Hey, drive my car is the best movie of the year. He put a movie out this year. So like for him to be like, Hey, if you don't see any other movie, you should see drive my car. So I think like there's stuff like that where it's like, this is nice to see. Um, What I, what I don't like to see is like the, 
I mean, I love Nightmare Alley. I mean, I watched it the other day, and this isn't, you know, I would be okay with not seeing Nightmare Alley get nominated. Be okay with not seeing Licorice Pizza get nominated. You know what I mean? Like, there's stuff like that that it's like, these got nominated because of like the old bro club. It's like throw yeah. some of this younger stuff in there. Give us, give us Spider-Man. Like, I don't understand. Like they gave, they gave you black Panther. And that was, I saw on Twitter earlier today, drive my car has more Oscar nominations in this Oscar than the last nine NCU movies have combined. So that that's takes nice. you all the way back to black Panther. And like, that's just ridiculous. Like those movies have been pop culture and, I think the Academy just has their thumb off of that right now, which if that's not what they want to do, that's fine. You're not going to have a show on ABC in five years. Like yeah. that's just, I mean, they need ABC to, is not going to pay for it. I mean, they need to start realizing that like, had it not been for Marvel theaters probably would have died. Yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> if, like yeah. if Disney straight up said, we are not releasing Marvel movies in theaters. They were all good at Disney plus the theaters, yep. the theaters would have died. Yep. And they would have made the had more people subscribe to Disney Plus. Did Kevin just get knocked out? My camera. Am I still here? Uh, I mean, you're here, but you're you're. Yeah, hold on. Golly. Yeah, we'll talk about. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at like the COVID numbers, like Black Widow, highest grossing movie post COVID, and then Shang Chi, highest grossing movie post COVID. And that Eternals wasn't as big a hit, but it wasn't a comic book movie. It was much more Dune-esque than yeah. it's typical MCU. And then I mean, Spider- directed it. Yeah. yeah, and then Spider-Man is about to break Avatar's record. And if they ever do a yeah. re-release of Spider-Man, like a director's cut <laughs> extended edition, it'll blow everything out of the water. Because I'll see it again. Yeah. I saw it twice. In theaters, that's yeah. I saw. I would see it two more times in theaters. I bet, yeah. especially if they release it in IMAX. Because I mean, I just watched it in Conyers, and you know how crappy that theater is. Yeah. So like, if you give me a chance yeah. to like go see that in IMAX, like I will hook, line, sinker. I'll be there. But yeah. I think yeah. I don't know if you remember. Like three or four years ago, they talked about doing like a most popular Oscar, and it was one of those that like some people were <laughs> dramatically fade in. Um, some people were like, no, this is dumb. We shouldn't do that. They, I really do think they need to expand and have like another category or two to just kind of be like, maybe this is a like best blockbuster where it's like only movies that made over, I mean, with COVID, you might have to back it off, but like over $75 million. That way you also like influence movies to keep being released, but you also have people go watch like, um, I mean, the Globes do it. They split it into best dr- dramatic and best comedic i think yeah they do and so like yeah, they do why don't we have they do comedic and musicals like, and then best in a drama that's um, what it is and I, and Not i can for the oscar i would rather than see them do it like the golden globe and do dramatic and musical comedy because my biggest fear is like if you put in a most popular then you have to explain to us why the most popular movie isn't best one yeah and, and and you're not going to nominate I mean, it for best picture like, like yeah i think i think there would be smarter people that could word it better so it's not yeah. most popular yeah. and that's why i think like maybe like best blockbuster or something like because i mean you could very easily say i mean dune made 107 million dollars in blockbuster this year it would be nominated for best picture and it would probably be nominated for best blockbuster right. and then it would make sense where like no this this movie is just that good 
And then, you know, if it was like, oh, Spider-Man got nominated for Best Blockbuster, but not Best Picture, people would be like, I mean, okay, that makes sense. Like, it might not be y'all's artsy-fartsy movie that you want, but guess what? It's a great movie, and everyone went out to see it. Yeah. And then you also get more viewers. So Yeah, I think the Oscars, like you said, has to do something to get back to the general public because mm-hmm. people who don't watch movies, and I mean, I know people, like I say that, with parentheses like there's a difference between yeah. watching a lot of netflix movies and then watching these movies yeah uh, th- these are these movies are effort like power of the dog yeah. is a tough two oh, that's hours. a watch wow, yeah it a- is it is not a movie you sit down and i watched it with my family and I think apparently I was the- how dry my car is too yeah like i watched i was power of the dog with my family i think i was the only one that enjoyed it uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah unless you get a category where people who loosely like i watch the popular stuff then yeah no they're not going to turn into the oscars to watch 10 movies that they've never heard of before yeah and i and i i doubt that unless you're a fan of like shakespeare even denzel fans probably won't watch the tragedy of Macbeth. no like, I, I mean I, I think, oh wait what are you gonna say I think Apple was really smart with that because that's a very like clickbait movie in my opinion. It's like, hey, sure. we got one of the Coen brothers. We got Denzel Washington. You know what Macbeth is. It's yeah. black and white. We're going to release all these frames so it looks cool. You'll click on it, watch the first five minutes and be like, I'm not watching this shit and then turn it off and go back to watching Ted Lasso. Like that's well, exactly, you know what I mean? Like that's, I, it's, that's it's, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because I watched it when I went home and my mom came in uh, and she watched like the first 15 minutes of it. And then she was like, are you watching this? Cause you have to for your podcast. <laughs> uh, and it's one of those things that like at the end of it, she said, you know, it was interesting how they portrayed the movie. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. she's familiar with Macbeth, but it is a hundred percent. If I was not, if I had not already started that movie before she came into the room, there's no way I would have watched that movie. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, who yeah. wants to watch? Who wants to watch freaking Dudley take over? Bring Scotland, man. I don't, that was probably the thing that pissed me off the most. Was well, a twenty four, like that's their whole niche. Is yeah, they love is, is weird. That's like dang right with Ooh. my biggest favorite on his movies for twenty twenty one was Green Knight. I was not a Green Knight fan at all. Thank you. I was just about to ask you. Yeah. And I, no, and I that get was it. one of them. I was. No, I got plenty of gripes with you, Kevin. Don't don't think that you you're. I watched the Godfather. <laughs> it was a, an amazing movie. Okay. But yeah, something. the Green Knight. The Green Knight. I was super pumped for because they were like, "Oh, this is gonna be like the indie version of the Lord of the Rings, and it's gonna be this epic." It, it I was the stupid. It was over. I have the. Like I bought the poems and then it was in old English and I had to listen to some smart presser I think it was from like University of Wisconsin, which made me mad. And I had to listen to him read it to me and explain it because I was like, I don't, I don't, I can't read old English. Like I'm, right. I didn't go to college for a reason. Like, and so like, I was just, so then I was like, all right, I got through this. This is going to be pretty dope. And then I watched the movie and I was like, well, they did the end good. <laughs> like, yeah, no, look, about- there's a lot of soapboxes and a lot of fights I'll pick. I get people not liking Green Knight. I thought the aesthetics of Green Knight were now, see, that, was, that. that was my favorite part of the movie. I like the greens, I like the autumn, I like the natural landscape, which A24 A24 does historically well. If you've yeah. seen like The Witch and stuff. 
Uh, yes. We call it the Vitch. The Vitch. Yeah. The Vitch, because it's actually spelled T, like, with two Vs, so it looks weird. Yeah. So you call it the Vitch. I didn't pick up that either. But, you know, A24 is just, it could probably be a topic in itself, like, I weirdly enjoy their movies. I can't say that, like, man, those movies are awesome. But I walk out of the theaters like, I didn't hate it. And and then the more I the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, I actually like how they did that. And then I just go back and watch them again. And the next movie I see, I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't hate it. I actually enjoyed the tragedy of Macbeth more than I enjoyed the Green Knight personally. I'm, I'm the opposite. And I, I don't know, same studio, right? But I just yeah. thought that the uh, not to say that the acting in Green Knight was bad because the acting in Green Knight was actually my favorite part. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Was good. Um, yeah, Dev Patel is around. If you remember in my awards, he was nominated. I nominated mm-hmm. Dev Patel. Uh, that, and, and for me to nominate a guy like that for a movie that I really didn't like, that says a lot about what he did. Um, I thought overall, the, the overall acting from the tragedy of Macbeth was better, personally. Well, that's fair. So, and that's. You have the most successful woman act, one of the most successful woman actors of all time, and freaking Denzel in there. So I'd hope it is. Denzel yeah. who? What, what? Denzel yeah. who says? Yeah. Uh, but the only thing that scares me, just to wrap up our A twenty four, the only thing that scares me about A twenty four is they have that movie, The Norseman, coming out, made by the same guy that made The Vavitch, and he made the, Lighthouse. Is The Northman A twenty four? Yeah, oh, shit. and so that scares me because when you see that trailer, it's like, is this trailer just cut to look super dope? <laughs> or is and, then, and then you go to see it and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Uh, or am I gonna... And especially William Dafoe's in it, so you don't know what the hell you're about to see. Like he... William Dafoe's in it, or Anna Taylor-Joy, like the, the space rocket she is right now, like she's yeah. just going to be one of the biggest movie stars in the world in the next three years, I bet, but I think if that movie sucks, man, it'd be a backbreaker for me. Yeah, I'll say this about A24. They hit young talent early. Uh because uh, you know, the witch was uh Anna Taylor Joy. Uh, yeah, she's like 15 or something on that movie. Yeah, so they say and then yeah, they have a new movie that. coming out called X uh with Kid Cuddy and Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega. Uh, and Jenna Ortega was the, one of the leads in Scream, and then she just had a new movie come out on HBO, which I want to watch called Fallout. Uh, and so I think they find good young actors. Uh, and X is going to be weird. So if you go watch the trailer, just go ahead and know it's. Uh, yeah, I'm reading the synopsis right now. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in a secluded farmhouse in rural Texas. Oh, they were close- yes. Take a special interest in their young guests, and as night falls, the couple's leering interest takes a violent turn. Yeah, yeah, that does look weird. I forgot. Okay. I, I didn't know what you were talking about at first, but when yeah. you said the, yeah, that uh, that looks like a. Did it like come out movie. at Sundance or something? No, I don't think so. I saw a trailer for it. You know, my Facebook listens to everything I talk about, so I get like indie, <laughs> indie news articles pop up. Uh, this, all the time. It's got ratings on it's got ratings on Letterboxd already, and we got four oh, yeah. five stars, six, three and a half, 
and two half stars. Yeah, well, you see, that's the A24 that's spectrum. A, because yeah. A24 movies, like, the witch, <laughs> the witch was like a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. And I watched it, and I was I like, dude, this movie is so weird. I will defend Black Phillip until the day I die. Well, Black Phillip, was, that- Black Phillip was awesome. <laughs> But 99%, like, I was expecting to have my socks rocked off, and then I turned off the movie, and Andrew and I just looked at each other like... Oh, dude, this movie is going to be freaky. It's got the director of The Sacrament and the VHS movies. I don't know if you guys have seen the VHS movies. I saw VHS at Sundance. Okay, so that same director, Ty West, is doing that movie. That's going to be bonkers. Thank you for putting me on that one. But I'll see it. I mean, mean, what else am I going to (laughs) do? It'll, yeah. it'll get watched. Yeah. Um, cool. But best picture. What are the What are the odds? Yeah, on? I was also got the odds. Oh yeah, the odds on that. So your favorite right now is Power of the Dog at plus one twenty. Yeah. And then Belfast is plus two twenty five. Wait, plus one twenty is the favorite. Yeah, because I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not very – Belfast for a long time was the favorite. And then when the Guild Awards kind of came out, Belfast kind of dropped a little bit. West Side Story got a big bump today, actually. It's up to 300 – it's a plus 300 right now. So, okay. if you were betting, I mean, that's three to one odds. That's not too not too shabby. Yeah. Nightmare Alley is actually our biggest underdog with plus 3,500. So, you bet 100, you win – Three thousand five hundred. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, you, I mean, if you want to bet, if you got a hundred dollars to throw around, yeah, um, or I mean, throw ten bucks on Nightmare Alley, you win three hundred and fifty. So. Yeah, it's also really weird that Nightmare Alley got nominated for a couple of things, and there's no Guillermo del Toro anywhere. Where's they made a, they or Bradley push Cooper. for that? Movie. Yeah, I Where's thought I really thought thought we would see it's on HMX and hulu right now so it's very easy to, i think it's the most logged movie on letterbox in the past week so not not really mm-hmm. oh nice kevin you should watch that one i will i will if i, I, if I have to give you homework for you to watch next yeah, monday yeah. you need to watch nightmare alley yeah i've already movie, seen right? it so i can't I watch that movie by myself like, I just walked into the theater because I, I don't know what was going on. I think Kevin was at church and I didn't have anything to do on a Sunday. Or maybe it was a Monday afternoon because I'm off on Mondays and no one else's. So I walked into that Nightmare and it was like me and one other person. And Well, you like Guillermo Del Toro, though. Like that's- Dude, Pan's Labyrinth is probably one of the best movies ever made. Oh. It's Shape of Jerry, have you seen Shape of Water yet? I have not seen Shape of Water, but I need to. Okay. Shape of Water is like a underrated. I mean, it won Best Picture, so I guess you can really say it's underrated. But it probably shouldn't have won Best Picture. That's um, that happens a lot. I love that. Yeah. Yes, it does. That's what people are like. Why do you care about the Oscars? No, the right movie never wins. I was like, because when it doesn't, it's like when Parasite won. It's like the most thrilling thing in the world because you're like, oh my god, they got it right. Like this is actually what everyone agrees is the best movie of the year. Like this is great. So. Yeah. Where was Dune? I Unfortunately, was Dune at on your uh, on your odds? What's that? Where was Dune at? Uh, as, Dune as as Dune's at plus plus a thousand. Plus so, dang, that's rough. That's yeah. We still got nominated though. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it'll probably win some technical awards, but oh, yeah. that's definitely the no, that's definitely they the movie that I rewatched. Score, right? Right? score, yeah. Which I do, a little I do guy have named a snub. Hawk. <laughs> uh, for best you have a snub. I have a snub, not for this. For another category we didn't discuss. Uh, I hate that Ryan and the, and the Last Dragon were was even nominated because I hated that movie. It was trash. Okay. Um, Ron's Ra- gone, gone wrong. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see. It was just not there. You can probably thank your boy Jim Parsons so, for that not getting nominated. Thank you for Mitchell's versus the Machines. Appreciate that. But, like, get it right, you know? Anyway. I have Mitchell's versus Machines as my ninth best movie of the year. Yeah, sorry, best movie of the year. Oh, I will say this. I will say this right now. Mark it down February 8th, 2022. And this is how confident I am. If Into the Spider-Verse 2 gets snubbed from the next Oscars, I will have a connection. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. Fair it's going to have to contend with Lightyear. Oh, Lightyear's good. Yeah. I just, I just want to, I just I think, need to be nominated. But I think, I think Spider- you're talking about best picture. You think, oh, I thought you were talking about best animated film. Oh, you're I'm talking about best picture. I'm talking about animated film. Yeah, there's no way, there's no oh, way to put it. There's no way yeah, they put okay. Into the Spider-Verse's best picture. Yeah, not 1990. But I, did, I, 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 I literally read an article the other day where every universe has a different art director for Into the Spider-Verse 2. It's insane. Yeah, so every so every time you go, it's going to be a different style of art. And that, that enough gives me enough faith because Into the Spider-Verse is Until No Way Home was the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Best animated yeah. movie ever made. Absolutely. I still, think, on that hill. I still think the Spider-Verse is better than No Way Home, but that's fair, and that's a fair opinion. I won't fight you on that. I didn't watch it for my Spider-Man rewatches, but I really wanted to. The Spider-Man rewatches were the best thing I ever did going into No Way Home. Yeah, they were so much. Because then you went into the movie, and you were just like, I recognize every single thing that's happening right now. This is Dude, yeah, they just connected all the dots. I needed Yeah. All right, so um, I think that about wraps up our, our uh, awards. Did we have any more? Anything we wanted to say as far as snubs or nominations goes? No, uh, unless, Dan, you got anything? No, I do not. I think as far as the big six go, um, the only other snub that I would say would be um, in the documentary category for them to not put the rescue on there um, is absolutely ridiculous. You guys haven't seen that. I thought it was weird that Val didn't get nominated either. Yeah, Uh, well, and the was it Flea is like the first movie to ever get nominated for best animated, best documentary and best foreign, I think was the other one. So there's like a weird category that it got nominated for. Um, But yeah, I think the rescue not getting nominated, it feels like the only reason it didn't get nominated was because the directors have already won the award because they're the same guys. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say guys. They are the same group that made, um, was it the cliffhanger movie free solo? So they're the same people that made that movie. And it feels like the only reason they didn't get nominated is because they already won. Whereas, you know, the rescue is, I know people who have it as their third favorite movie of the year. And it was in the top 20 for me. I mean, if you haven't watched it, I would say go watch it. Cause it's yeah. one of the, like, I cry. I think I cried twice in it. I mean, it's yeah. just like the stuff mm-hmm. that happens in it is otherworldly. Matt Gia, graphic just picked up a big documentary they bought it at sundown this year uh about some people studying volcanoes 
Uh, oh, the it's like the fire dancers or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So they've been yeah. pretty strong on their documentary game lately. So good for them. Oh, it's called Fire of Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about a couple so volcanoes. Two couples that discover volcanoes together. And yeah, apparently, yeah. you learn a lot about volcanoes. Yeah. So. I learned a lot about volcanoes by watching uh, what was that? What was that movie? Uh, where the kid and the <laughs> volcano in class? Were you talking about the volcanoes? Oh, uh, the Tomorrow uh, War. The Tomorrow War. Thank you. Uh, yeah, learned a lot about volcanoes then. Well, yeah, there you go. that's true. They can hide aliens. Wait, Dane. Before you go, though, I do have a question for you. Since you seem to have a list handy. Uh, your, your top ten movies of the year. What what were they? Do you have you have that with you now? I, I do. I actually just added one to the list today, so that's a little. Um, so I got. Um, I'll go ten back. How about that? Oh, perfect. So my number ten was actually um, Bo Burnham's Inside, which is what Jared just watched. I don't know if you'd consider it a movie or not, but um, I absolutely love it. I mean, I think it's. I like you guys. I'm a big sucker for um, for musicals. Is Jared alive? Okay, I thought he was asleep. Yeah, yeah, maybe. but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had Bo Burnham at number ten. I had The Power of the Dog at number nine. Um, I had Tick Tick Boom at number eight. Belfast at number. My numbers are wrong. Ten, nine, eight. No, it's not. I had uh, Spider Man No Way Home at six. Then the movie that I just watched called Raging Fire, I had it at number five. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, which got nominated last year, but technically had a release date of this year. I think it was like January of this year. So I considered it a 2021 movie. Um, that had that at number four. West Side Story at number three. The Last Duel at number two. And The Almighty, This Is My Sand. This Is My Spice. This Is My Dune. At number one. Uh, I think that is a fair list. Uh, I have so, seen uh, Dune eight times this year. So. That's awesome. Whenever I want to watch it, it goes in the Xbox. So. Yeah. Well, Jared, I believe that's everything I got, buddy. If you want to uh, give the people what our new movie of the week this week will be, and then we can. Yeah. So uh, we didn't to think it deserved an entire segment because it's not a ton to talk about. Jackass Forever was good. Uh, if you like the Jackass movies, go see Jackass Forever. Uh, if you don't like grotesque things, do not go see Jackass Well, Forever. it's just a matter of if you've seen any of the other Jackass movies and you that's had true. a good time, go watch it. If you didn't, yeah. don't watch it. And that's... <laughs> yeah, that's that sums up the entire movie. That's uh, it. I mean, it's a Jackass film. Yeah. And it's and, period that is all yeah we see so we didn't need that long uh, as far as movies go this week we have death on the nile oh yeah we do gal gadot uh oh. and then if you are looking for a little more romantic side we have will you marry me or marry me the new jennifer lopez owen wilson movie um, never thought you'd say that huh yeah not in 2022 i didn't uh, but February is actually a big month. into this role. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my biggest concern is I think on the 18th we have Uncharted and Ambulance, 
that come we'll watch out. both. Yeah. We'll be watching both. It'll be a double feature. I don't care what Jared says. That's what we're going to do. Did you, act like, look amazing. did you act like I won't spend an entire day in a movie theater? That's no, the I, that's, I know you will. I'm just saying, like, I'm just getting it out there. Both of those movies look amazing. I'm watching both of those movies, sure, and right? that's it. I'm on the Tom Holland train. Speaking of Tom Holland, him and Zendaya just bought a house Mark together. Wahlberg? So. Yeah, they're serious. Uh-oh. Uh, and then speaking of Zendaya, Kevin, our next binge-worthy topic is the yeah, well, we got Euphoria. 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 All right, cool. I, I don't, I don't know anything about it. So uh, yeah, well, then I'm not going to tell you anything about it because uh, <laughs> that's probably safest. Euphoria, me for you, whatever. Uh, watching it. Well, uh, Dane, thank you so much. This is, I'm sure, not the last time. We will have you on this podcast, so be, sure. re- be ready for the bat yeah, signal. Just, sure. The only, yeah. the only thing about being on the podcast is, one, it's live, but I don't get to hear the awesome exit song. I love the... I love it so much. I've been struggling uh, so hard to figure out a way to edit that because I am... Dane, it makes my heart so happy to hear you say that because if if people truly understood how difficult it was to get those like little the intro and the outro to like line up with our it, it was a whole ordeal. It took me to 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 edit everything like and upload like four to six hours. And so, well, I, I, would I love absolutely to love that. Song. There'll be there'll be times when I'm like, all right, I don't really care what they're talking about. I'm gonna wait till the end just so I can hear this song. And I'll, I'll let it. <laughs> the song, I'm just like, let's go. It'll it'll always be on the podcast episode. Yeah, because I have those preloaded, and it's not nearly as hard to edit the podcast as as a live video. Yeah, so, for sure. Crap, you just save the audio sound, and it's yeah. it's so just add, it's there. <laughs> Thank you, Anchor. Um, yeah. Kevin. So what? I said you do it then, Kevin. <laughs> I, well, I've done it before. When we first started, I was doing, it, but but then I just passed it to Jared. Then I got stuck with the video editing, and then it which just was passed a it to giant. Jared. Well, first, no, 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 that's not it necessarily. All right, well, uh, I'm gonna there's... let you guys. We'll we'll do this off air. That way, people don't have to watch our yes, counseling. Go ahead and yeah, go ahead, Jared. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, as can't end the show without thanking everyone uh thank you guys who popped in uh, watch live with us uh if you guys do watch this please like and subscribe uh we're kind of pushing our youtube a little harder right now uh, we think it's better content than just the spotify um we do still put all the episodes up on spotify uh we have uh facebook silence your cell phones subcategory podcast if you want to hop in uh join some discussions we have in there we have our Instagram at Silent Your Cell Phones, Twitter. Uh, if you just Google Silent Your Cell Phone Podcast, but it is with Silenced Phones. Yep. That's the handle. Uh, handle there. And then if you guys do want to email, we do have a Gmail at Silent Your Cell Phone, no S at gmail.com. Um, again, thank you guys. Please share this. Uh, we do have a bunch of big things in the pipes coming down this year. Uh, we're kind of hitting our stride. That's crazy to think we're almost at a year in like three months. 
Yeah, I do want to say one thing real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, another thing that we do, we have, if you enjoyed the podcast, obviously, once you like and subscribe, we also have a Patreon. Uh, we would love for you guys to become more active in our community. Uh, so if you go to patreon.com forward slash silence your cell phones, we're also there as well. So I just wanted to throw that out too. Yeah. Uh, well, as always, guys, we will be back to our regular Wednesdays next week. Um, until then. And sing.